Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You want to pop in here for a couple minutes? I can say hello to you. Mr. Wanstead. Dave Wanstead. Shane, wake up. NFL head coach for 11 years. The Bears came in here and Dave Wanstead. There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight. Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wanstead. One of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You're all dressed up, coach? I am. I'm heading to uh, grandkids' uh, Christmas concert tonight. Oh. Yeah. We, we sing it? We play in instruments? What are we doing? No, I, uh, one might be singing. And I think one's a camel. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How did, they, how did they trade for the role? Well, he was. I think he was Joseph last year, so he. uh oh. he, he was a star. It's kind of a, I, it's I kind of a, down, I, a little I, bit of a step down. Six yeah. grand. I, I get him confused who's doing what, but that could that could be the game plan tonight. something tall and strong. They get a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve. Five o'clock somewhere. And it's four o'clock in the studios of 670 to score. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel today and giving a, a much needed break to Coach Wanstad as he comes in studio. Wani, welcome, welcome. Yes, it's great to be with you guys. You know, that, there's a, a story behind that uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, okay? There better be. It, it, <laughs> it was actually during the pandemic, and I was doing this show from naples and i was on twitch and i was on uh, you know the radio and the guys looked at it and they started howling and i was sipping on a bradshaw (laughs) bourbon and smoking a cigar and they they said coach what are you doing it's (laughs) you know are you having a drink on our show what are you what are we doing what's this show what what, what has it gone to and i said it's five o'clock right here in naples (laughs) and then obviously shane and tanny picked it up and the rest is once history. once Tanny gets a hold of it, you know it's going to live somewhere oh, forever. Absolutely. Well, we have to uh, apologize then to, to begin this don't show. Don't talk about see, if you don't talk about it, then it doesn't exist. No, but I, I want it to exist Fair. because I think that there there should be some form of drink here. We have nothing uh, for you today. You know what? But we attempted. We yeah. attempted, and um, it, was a, it was a weak attempt, but it, it was attempt it, nonetheless. It's kind of one of those. It's it's. You know, in between the holidays, I'm, this is a good time for me to abstain. You know, yeah. 
Because this could have been a bridge between the holidays. Yeah, and we between don't wanna... Chris, no, I'm, between Christmas, I'll have a drink uh, this weekend. Mitch Rosen, so what was his line? I'm sorry. Sean, what did he say? I, I, I got to call we, out we, Mitch we, Rosen here because we told Sean, I think you told yes, Sean. Because we didn't have any bourbon or whiskey. So I said, right. I said, hey, you know, we got to fix this. Well, I can get up into the fridge. You guys want a beer? I can go up right now and get, I, I got a key to the fridge. Oh, you know where the stash is. I know where the stash is. Well, they okay. said no because we text, we text Shane, we text Steve. They're not going to give And they said no. Exactly. Shane's like, no, nah, nothing. Okay, thanks, and so Shane. Then, so then I told Sean, I said, hey, man, listen, Mitch is here. Walk down the hall and let him know we have no bourbon so he can give you a credit card. What, what does he say to Sean Sears? He said, I think we can live a week without it. He can live a week I would not expect Mitch to get me a bourbon, uh, but I would expect Mitch to, and I do, to get up into the fridge, and there's Heineken, there's all kinds of stuff. You got the there. keys, man. You don't I have do. to Mitch do it. I'm to have to call Rich Wyatt and figure out where this stash is. <laughs> yeah. All you right, Coach. the gold card, uh, We were talking uh, before the top of the hour about Eddie Jackson. He just won the Jeff Dickerson. Uh, Man of the Year Award. Oh, did he? The good guy. Yeah. Good guy. guy Just announced. Yep. Uh, Just announced. And then, you know, yesterday, uh, Grody and I were talking about whether or not, you know, we see a future for Eddie Jackson here in Chicago. This is going to be his last year coming up. Um, Obviously, there's a wave of youth on the defense. Curious your thoughts. A guy like Eddie Jackson, you know, where you have to find that balance, right? I'm sure you're always trying to look for it between veteran leadership and, and new presence, young blood. Uh, so, you know, if you move on from him, you're going to be looking for that for somewhere else. But, you know, your take on Eddie Jackson and what his future could look like here with the Chicago Bears. Well, I'll tell you what, Gabe. I um, And Eddie's obviously been a really good player for us. We're going to be into a lot of money in that secondary, right? And in my mind, obviously, we got to keep Jalen Johnson, number one. And then number two, uh, Gordon is as valuable as anybody in our whole defense. Forget about the secondary. This guy has really proven that he's uh, he's a frontline player. So you know that we have to keep him. I would move. I would let Eddie go, unfortunately, and I would move either Terrell Smith or Stevenson to safety. Really? Yes. Wow. Tyreek's physical, man. He's Ty- a physical Tyreek's guy. real physical. Interesting. Yeah, he would he would be right there with he probably, Brisker. He probably welcomed that move because he can play a little bit more freer as opposed to being, you know, tied up with some, some wide receivers. I don't know if either one of those guys ever played safety, but I will tell you this, that, uh, yeah, you said Tyreek. I mean, between him and Brisker, uh, that would be as hard a hitting group as there is in the National Football League, you know, and young and – and athletic, and they can play the pass, and they can play the run. So, I don't know. That's uh, without really, really looking at it close. Uh, have, have you ever had? Have you ever had a one of your guys change positions? Oh yeah, no. I I told Darrell Revis when uh, I you know Darrell Revis was the best tackler, defensive back that I've ever coached, and and Patrick Sertan Senior was probably second, and uh, I told Darrell. I said, you know, if your time when your time at corner ever expires, you could go to safety and play another five years. I mean, Rod Woodson did that. Rod Woodson was a corner. Then yeah. they, when he got to the end of his career, he moved to uh, safety. Uh, Patrick know, Peterson just did it for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Patrick Peterson did it for you know uh, what's his name. Uh, you know, when we drafted Darren Woodson at the Cowboys, he was a corner and kind of a nickel guy, kind of like Brisker. And we played him. He started as a rookie, 
in a, in a, on that Super Bowl team as our he was our starting nickel. Did he win the MVP in one of those? Was that him? Uh, no. no. Who am I thinking of? No, but no, go. That, that was the corner um, from TCU. Yeah. Uh, Bron. Yes, Bron. yes, yes, yes. And then he got big money big elsewhere. Money after, yeah. That yep. was the last we yeah, heard that's, of him. That was the last we heard of him. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes. That's why I couldn't exactly. bring up the name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, he, but uh, so my point is that uh, – uh, yeah, it's happened, and then and then Dar- and then Woodson played the corner position, but he was a corner, and then we eventually moved him to safety. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it can happen. I think it's a, as long as the guy's a smart guy, uh, you don't need to have as good a coverage skills. Uh, you do have to be smart from the standpoint of understanding all the checks a little bit more detail than you do at corner. At corner, the safeties are telling you. But on a defense, uh, the guys that are the quarterbacks are the, are the safeties. You know, if they change formations or you're going to go from a man to a zone or a two deep to a one deep, they're the guys that, that make that decision. And once they make it, then it's their job to communicate to everybody. The, I got to ask you, though, because these guys are young. I mean, we, talk, we gave a lot of examples of guys that became veterans and then they were put at safety to extend their careers. These are two – you know, Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith are both rookies. Ryan Poles has said that that is a that is to him that cornerback is a premium mm. position. That would there be pushback? And I know they'd have no choice in the matter. Would either of those guys want to go to safety, or or does that even matter? Oh, I think if you went to Terrell Smith right yeah. now and said, "Hey, you want to <laughs> start?" Time. Oh, yeah. just as a starter. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Sure, I'm in, coach. Uh, I'll move. You know, and I think he's probably a little bit, from what I've seen, and I, you know, he seems to be a little more fluid at the corner position. Maybe you know, a little more Terrell to him. Terrell, okay. And Stevenson is a little more physical, but uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, it does it does happen, and and those two guys come to mind right away if. They would to do something. Now I don't know. Maybe there's a backup safety that hasn't played that much on our roster. I don't have it in front of me that I'm missing. You know, that I mean Elijah Hicks has played, but I mean, I, there, there's right. not somebody that, special players. Yeah, that, not somebody that stands out. To your point. Yeah, and yeah. you and you don't want to. In my opinion, you know, I mean, well, at least just the way we did it. We we never spent a lot of time drafting safeties. We always felt like because of the move. Well, I think Emerson Walls did it when we were first at Dallas. I'm, I'm thinking about all the places I've coached. Uh, no, Mark Carrier here at the Bears, he was mm. a safety all That's along. right, yeah. yeah. Rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah. The Ten interceptions that year. Yeah. Split it with Emma Smith. I remember that's, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. So, anyway, but that's it's it's a thought. It's a yeah. thought. I like know? that. Coach, I had not heard that. That's I, very I, good. I, and, you know, we're talking about all these guys because, you know, we do understand where the Bears are at with their defense. It's a defense that's good. It's getting better. Talk to me what that's like to 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 know, you know, going to the end of a season that your team is on the cusp of having, you know, one of the top defenses in the league where there's believability not only from the players but from the coaches and you know there's still an element of addition that's still yet to be had. But you're but you're not there yet. You're not playing in it. You're you're right before it. How do you keep everybody together and just in that same mindset of of of, of have, playing with that tenacity year in and year out? Yeah, you know, it's I, I tell you Every year is a different year, you know, so even though we carry a lot of – if we finish strong, win these last two games, yeah, sure, we're going to carry momentum into it, absolutely, into the offseason. But every year is a new year, whether it be injuries or whether it be personal things that are going on with players, contracts, years, things change. You know, so what could happen now as compared to to what would carry over, 
you like what you see and you expect them because they're young. That's a real key because it's such a young group. You expect them to get better. But uh, I would just really, I wouldn't worry about that right now. I would just try to finish as strong as we could this year. And and, and uh, Flew's got to decide, is he going to be the guy that's calling defenses next year or is he going to let somebody else do it? I mean, that has to be decided. You know, they, they have made, I was studying this since you brought it up, and since week five when Flew started calling the defenses, uh, they have shifted from uh, one of the – teams that were using a two deep secondary uh they were in the top five as far as using that to shift into more of a single high cover three cover one uh they've also gone from about 15 16 8 16 percent blitz early to now they're almost 25 percent blitz so they've so they've uh they've gone to more single high they've gone to more pressures and blitzes since Flus has been been taken over since he's taken over the defense. Well, and I was talking about that earlier. I mean, that's a concrete real reason that you would use if you were Matt Eberflus to promote yourself to saying I should be keeping my job here because Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that that is that's real stuff not not to mention the fact and this was the other part too, Dave. That, you know, weeks ago when the bleep was hitting the fan, the Bears weren't winning, Allen Williams is out, and Justin Fields is calling press conferences, and Ryan Poles comes in there and gives a genuine endorsement of of his head coach. And I was telling Gabe earlier, it is my prediction that uh, and anything can change, man. It's such a fluid situation that, that Matt Eberflus will be back. Do you believe that he will be back as well? Yes. Oh, I think the whole staff will be back. Really? I really Even do. Getsy? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, I really You say do. that confidently, Coach. I do because, I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, and this is nothing personal. Everybody on want to talk about that short yardage play. <laughs> right. I'm so sick of hearing about that. Everybody wants to, you know, did Flus, was he questioning Getsy for the first time about the short yardage? If, would you want to run up? I mean, God bless Patrick and and Nate Davis never practices and 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 what's his name struggling? He had a great career, Cody White here, but yeah. he's he hasn't been. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's not the Philadelphia's yeah. uh, center and two guards that you're going to successfully run a sneak play behind. That's what get. Do you think Getsy, if he was being if he was allowed to be completely real with us, that he'd be like, guys, I yeah, can't run you it up understand the what I'm working with well, here. Well, no, I mean, but I I do think when he sits in there and the offensive line coach says, hey, you know, this it's going to be tough moving these guys out of here. It's nothing personal. It's just kind of where we're at right now and, and what we're dealing with that uh, I don't feel good, but I do think that they're going to be expecting that, and I do think that we can get get a play on the edge on them. So that's uh, – th- I don't have a problem with any of that. And I think that the Bears – you know, I-, I think that they've really – think about Justin Fields. When, when Luke calls plays that are – when he's on the move, okay, the, the Mercedes uh, Lewis, Lewis touchdown, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that was a run-pass play option justin could have kept the ball and ran it or if somebody's open he could have thrown it mercedes was open justin made a great decision he throws the ball fantastic when he hits commit on the 50-yard pass when he throws across the field it's a play fake roll out to the right but the play is designed to hit commit that's that's we call it the tight end fall down play 
it's a it's a great play. It's very effective. Two receivers, DJ Moore, everybody coming across the field, run the pass option. Okay, and it's to me, I and but then I go on and I see drop back plays where he throws it late to commit and the ball gets knocked on. He misses DJ Moore one time. You know, so to me, if he's on the move, he's very effective. He puts a lot of stress on the defense, and I think he's most confident doing that. So we do that, but now when we have to drop back, to me, that's what hasn't been proven yet. The quarterbacks, how you separate quarterbacks in this league, in my humble opinion, you're down by 10. You got five minutes to go in the game. Can your guy, when they know you're going to throw it, and you know you're going to throw it, can your guy take you down the field and score twice and win the game? That's what separates, in my opinion, the Patrick Mahomes, a la that group, from from just the solid quarterbacks. Yeah. And we're sitting here right now. If we didn't have the first pick of the draft, we don't even debate this. Let's build up around our guys and go to work. But we're sitting here with the first pick. We got to decide, can he be in one of those, in that group, that can can take you two scores down and win the game. Because if you don't, you're not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, we saw it happen with Detroit, right? Last two possessions of the first half, last two possessions of the second half, uh, Jared Goff comes down, puts touchdowns on the board, they end up winning the game, and that's why you know you got to have those kinds of people. We're talking to Coach Wanstat in studio here, Gabriel Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. You know, I when we talked last week, Coach, you mentioned that you know at a time in your career you were – the head coach, and you were called in the defense as well. Right. Um, and we heard Getz, or excuse me, we heard Eberflus this week uh, being asked about, you know, his input on the offense. During that time in your career, you know, how involved were you on the offense when you were calling, when you were, your mind was occupied with running the defense and the, the team as, as a whole? Well, you're not going to make a – that's a great question. You're not going to have a philosophy change. So, in other words, we're gonna, we were going to run the ball, okay? The, and the Bears are going to run the ball. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Okay, so – it's up to the offensive coaches to figure out what are the best runs. I don't know, okay? And then we, we want to have – and I was always a stickler on throwing a deep twice in every half. I don't care what the play is. You know best how you can get a guy open deep, but let's throw a deep. Take a shot. What's our trick play this week? Okay, we want to have a trick play. So I would just manage it that way. And as the game was going on, hey, have we, have we thrown the ball deep yet? You know, we need to take a shot, guys. You know, there's, you know. So, what the play is, you—that's your job. You know, you—that's you, <laughs> right. what that, you guys know the best plays. I hired you for a reason. But I just, yeah. <laughs> and let's let's, and then obviously you got to make a decision when. And, and I know how the defense is playing, so if I know, I got a good feel if we can stop them or we can't stop them. And if we're having problems stopping them, we get across the fifty. Our time offense corner, we are going to go for it on fourth down. Make the third down call accordingly. So now maybe it's third down and six, and you run it because you know you're going to go for it and probably make maybe make the first down. Hopefully, which which it's you can do easily, or or it's going to be a fourth down and short. Okay, as compared to throwing an incomplete pass or taking a sack, and now you're out of it. So you know you manage the game as a head coach. Uh, at least that's how I did it. But as far as calling the plays, no. I, I, and, and Flus, I would be willing to bet that Flus probably comes from a very, very similar school of that. I could imagine that. He seems very trustworthy. Someone yeah. that, you know, he feels confident that he brought in the right people to run the offense. And 
He's going to trust that they're going to make the right decisions with his oversight. Did you ever think we'd be sitting here five years, four years, three years ago as talking Bears and being one of the top three teams running the ball in the NFL? No. No. I mean, that was – I remember days not long ago when we had more penalties than we did rushing yards. Yeah. And everybody right. – and, and you said, yeah, when we get in December and that, we can't win unless we run the ball. Uh, unfortunately, though, I am not surprised just because we can never get the quarterback spot right. So, while it's nice that the defense and the running is looking good, there's still that part where the the passing we game We can be greedy, Grody. Ha, ha, we got greed is Gotta good. That's everything right. everything operating at a high level. That's uh, right. Especially this Sunday. I'm so, greedy. Uh, when we come back, Coach Wanstad is going to hang out with us for a little bit more. We will dive into that game on Sunday against Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what is the recipe for success and a victory? We'll discuss after this. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel with Coach Wanstad in studio right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mike. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Afternoons on the score. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 the score. His ass is on vacation, man. Where's Parkins? Where's uh, Spig? Where's Shane? Coach Wonstad in studio. He will give you his picks in just a few minutes. Um, but we continue the conversation about the Bears as they head into their Sunday matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Coach, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how good of a teammate Justin Fields is. And when they look at, you know, comparing him to Caleb Williams, you know, even Lawrence Holmes earlier today said that, you know, maybe there'd be questions as to how good of a teammate he can be. Is that is that media speak when we say something like that? You know, as a coach, do you care about something like that? Or do you think like, hey, it doesn't matter if he's an a-hole or not. If he's out there leading my team and playing well, that's what I care about ultimately. Well, he's the guy that's uh, obviously that you got to – everyone's got to trust him. He's going to touch the football as we know more than anybody. And he's the guy that's the only guy that's speaking in the huddle every play. And if he doesn't have that tone and he doesn't have that uh, confidence, the guys have confidence in him, that when he comes in and calls a play and you're behind and things are rough, uh, that he's going to do it and get it done, you got no chance. Mm. I mean, if, if a quarterback doesn't come in the huddle 
and and say, okay, here's the play, guys. Let's go. We got this thing. Let's 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 make this happen in a tone that's believable. You got no chance. These guys are going to say, well, this you know, let's let's move on to the next one. I mean, that's what you're into. So, um, I know Justin has that, and I know these players and coaches believe in him. Is he? Does he do things well enough to be an elite quarterback and take you to the Super Bowl? That's what you got to decide. I, I I don't know how many times we can say that, but that's where we're at. Is it over for Justin Fields in terms of being a a pocket quarterback? Because you you mentioned earlier that that it's good when you get him on the run, get him outside the pocket. Um, but is is it because I mean that was the goal this season? That's what Luke Getzey was trying to do early in the season, make him into a pocket quarterback because he was able to do that at Ohio State. Is that notion just over now, Coach? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I really – I haven't seen anything that says, boy, you know, we, we don't need to roll out. You don't need to use your legs. <laughs> right. We can drop back and throw it. But you know what? I, you look at Lamar Jackson. I mean, they started off in the beginning of the year. They were just going to be a drop back and throw a team. And, very, and, and it wasn't working. And then they went back to more movement plays and got, got Lamar Moore involved in the run game. And, uh, and, and he, they hit a happy medium in that game where they tore apart the 49ers, and he probably won the MVP. He was under pressure. I mean, you know, you've got Bosa and those guys coming Ooh. after you, and he didn't tuck it and run for his life. He tucked the ball. He moved in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He looked down the great field point. and made some great throws under pressure. Yes. Uh, we've seen Justin do some of that to an extent, right? This year is, this year was better than last year. And um, He even said, Dave, that last year <laughs> he he used to take off and run for no reason. Yeah. Like, like he, he admitted it. <clears throat> exactly. And I, and I think that uh, I, and I always use Russell Wilson. Russell – Going back to his college days, he would move out of the pocket to look to throw, not move out of the pocket to look to run. run. We're seeing that really at a high level with Lamar, and I think it. I think Justin has gotten better at that. You know, um, so you know, I, I don't know. We're yeah. uh, I, he, he's made progress. He does a lot of things that nobody else can yeah. do. You know, he he's not Lamar though, guys. He's He's bigger, stronger, as as fast. I don't uh-huh. know who's fast. Absolutely. He's got a big arm, too. I but, mean, Justin but, Fields but, does but, have a big but, arm. But he's not as athletic. You know, when Justin gets under pressure sometimes, he's going to have to do a Ben Roethlisberger and break the tackle to get out of it. Where Lamar does a Barry Sanders yeah. and, you, and, you, and you just you you whiff you lightning quick like yeah. kind of like Kyler Murray like I mean yeah. I know like, he's got the quickness yeah, Mur- to him. Murray, Murray's yeah. kind of elusiveness that way. yeah that way. That's, uh, that's a good point. it's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel got coach Wanstat in studio um you know you mentioned Russell Wilson a second ago and it just got announced obviously he's gonna be benched on uh, Sunday yeah and then immediately teams started putting the Broncos, in the, uh, you know, in, in the hat for Justin Fields. Yeah, okay. I, I started yeah. Googling, you know, what draft capital they had in, in, in Denver. Um, but what do you think went wrong there? You know, you had a Sean Payton. You had I thought a, he was having was, a great year. I have no idea. Did in it, the it's, Bears. <laughs> it's it's got to be about the money. It's got to be about the money because otherwise you let him finish out the year. You know, but if, they, if he gets hurt, I mean, come March 1st, they owe him, what, another – 35 or 40 million 
And apparently, apparently, this is all hearsay that we're all talking about. Apparently, they approached him a few weeks back or his agent about redoing his contract, and he said no. <laughs> so they're saying, okay, we, we are not going to take a chance. Uh, and... Uh, well, they're doing the, they're doing the thing that you said the Bears should do if they're planning on trading Justin Fields. They're not playing. They're not playing their asset in the last two weeks of the season yes. to to you know risk injury. It's a business decision. It's a total business decision because if you look at the numbers, Russell Wilson is having a fantastic year. I think under the circumstances out there and the receivers, you know he's got Sutton. He's got some good receivers, but come on, he doesn't have receivers like some of these teams around the league. Mm-mm. No, I, t- no, I, no big tight end that he likes to throw to. You yeah. know, that's one of his weapons that he likes. I, no, I know. mean, all those are possibilities, but I got to believe with, with the power that I perceive Sean Payton to have that if he wanted Russell Wilson as his quarterback, he would be his quarterback. So that's my way of saying I, I, I'm guessing Sean Payton doesn't want Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Yeah. That's my guess. And, you know, it, it could be a situation where uh, – you know, these older quarterbacks have done things successfully. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. So he's done things at a high level, won a Super Bowl, uh, done them a certain way and thought a certain way and trained a certain way. And you get a coach that comes in and you're trying to change up. It's very difficult to do. Very difficult to do. Especially when you got a couple rings on your fingers. You know, yeah. That yeah. uh, gives yourself an opportunity to talk a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about this Sunday's game, Coach. Bears taking on the Falcons. You know, it seems like we talked to a couple of Atlanta people this week, and it seems like, you know, they're as unsure about themselves and their future as the yep. Bears are. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this one? Well, they, they're in a must-win situation if they want to have any chance for the playoffs, right? I mean, you know, they're chasing Tampa, and they're sitting right there, I think, with uh, New Orleans. So this is they're in a must-win situation. Uh, they're in a mess at quarterback, you know, uh, Taylor Heineke is going to start a quarterback for him, and he'll bring some energy to him, guys. But he, the way our defense is playing now, I would be shocked if he doesn't throw us two or three interceptions. Like I, that. I, I really would be. If they come out and when they have to throw it. Now, the plan for them would be to come out and obviously a heavy dose of Robinson at the running back position and, and see if they can run. But the Bears aren't going to let him run. I mean, this is a – it's never easy, but this is a about as simple a game plan to to draw up as Matt Eberflus has had in a while. Okay, let's make this quarterback beat us, and let's do what we got to do to stop the run. Okay, mm-hmm. we 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 get a little bit of a lead on these guys, and we stop their running game. We're gonna have them right where we want them. Did you hear uh, your guy Terry Bradshaw going off on Arthur Smith? I did. <laughs> what did you think of that? Because basically, he apparently he had said that Desmond Ritter would be the quarterback for the Arthur Smith said that, yep. and then yep. Taylor Heineke is back in. So Terry kind of went off on on him and saying that that was that was a, that he's a horrible coach or something like that. Yeah, paraphrasing a little bit. What did you think of that? Well, you know, Terry's in Terry's early days at the Steelers. Now he had a it wasn't easy for him. Yeah. He went back right. and forth. He was benched. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of people in Pittsburgh that didn't think he could play. Oh, it's personal. Oh, he's so feeling the emotions. I, I, I think he's definitely feeling the emotions. And uh, it was really Terry's fifth year uh, when he became a superstar, you know, went to the Super Bowl and MVP or whatever, you know, it happened. So it took him five years to get there. So I'm sure that he was re- reliving some of his bad experiences, and it just bothered them. Okay. And the coach told you, you're my guy, and then 
two weeks later, you're not. Well, Terry Bradshaw's a good model for Justin Fields. You're five, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Hey, go ahead. Yeah. You got a couple more years to give Justin? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for the picks uh, for Coach Wanstat. And this segment is brought to you by Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape. Can I talk football here for a minute? It's time for the Four Winds Forecast with Dave Wanstead. Put your mouthpiece in, because here we go. Presented by Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo and South Bend. Okay, I, uh, I'm going to start off. We, we were just talking about Tampa Bay. I'm going to start off taking the Bucks. I like them at home. Uh, Baker Mayfield is playing real good. They started running the football with their running back. Uh, I forget his first name. His last name is White. I think he's a second-year player. Rashad White. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. uh, the last three or four weeks. This guy is 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 taking some pressure off of Baker. I like Tampa Bay. Uh, and then you know what? I'm going to go with Jacksonville. They are in a at home. They are in a must-win situation against Carolina. Trevor Lawrence, I know, has been hurt ankle and knee. But this is, I mean, they cannot lose another football game. Uh, so I, I like Jacksonville to win at home. Let me look here. I like Seattle, okay? Hey, the Pittsburghs, God bless them all. <laughs> One with a third-team quarterback, had 400 yards. Mike Tomlin survived it last week. But they are traveling across the country to Seattle, and Seattle needs this win, just like we were talking uh, earlier. So I, um, uh, I like Seattle. And lastly, here we go. I'm taking the New England Patriots and give me 13 and a half points. Do I think Buffalo will win the game? I do, but Bill Belichick will have that defense ready. I think it's going to be closer than 13 and a half. I can see it. I can see it right now. That was the Four Winds Forecast every week with Dave Wanstead. Experience the excitement at Four Winds Casino, New Buffalo, and South Bend with award-winning cuisine, the latest slots, a variety of table games, and luxurious hotels. Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape. Okay, first of all, that sounded amazing. So, Coach, next time you go to Four Winds Casino, let me know because I want that VIP treatment. Whatever they got going on over there, I need a little bit of that. Uh, Coach, appreciate you hanging out with yeah, us today. You guys did a great job. Thanks, Wani. Hey, we're, we're Spigs. Maybe he'll be back next week. You know? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. All right, uh, we got a uh, gift card to give away as well. Speaking of four wins, uh, right now if you're the fourth caller to 312, it's not our regular phone number, so pay attention, 312-540-0670. I'm trying to give you a number you can at this repeatable. 540 540- 0670 uh, for the four wins forecast. Every Thursday, we give it away at four o'clock during the NFL season. You can win a $200 gift card right now to Four Wins Casino Resort. The phone number, once again, 312 540 0670. Nice job. Call the number four. Make sure you go ahead and do that. All right, coach. See you next week. Okay, guys. All Thanks, right. Dave. Have a good one. Yeah, More Bears stuff happy on the other side. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year happy to you. We'll see you in 2024, let's man. A, let's get a Bears win. Bears. That'll be great. And then don't forget Chris Emma coming up at the top of the hour right here on 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Justin, I know you've been able to kind of focus on each game rather than looking at your, the big the talk about your future. But as you get to the last two games of the season, does that creep in at all a little bit? No, not really. Um, I'm focused on Sunday and, you know, uh, playing this Atlanta team. They have a good defense. Uh, they've been playing well on defense and, you know, they've been, they're a good team. So, uh, you know, we have a challenge up ahead of us and everybody's getting prepared for that. So, yeah. Justin Fields talking about what to expect for Sunday. Bears taking on the Atlanta Falcons. You can hear pregame right here on 670. The score, Mully, Olin, Patrick Manley going to be here. No? No. Check this out, actually. Mitch just told me Oh, wait. No, no. I heard about this, right? Yeah. So, for this week, 
going old school, man. A reunion it's be, of sorts. So, uh, kind of. Yeah, it's going to be Zach Zaidman will lead the crew. It will also be Jay Hilgenberg, one of the great Bears centers of all time. Blast from the past. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Love Jay Hilgenberg. And a former Chicago Bear as well, one of the great special teamers, Jim Schwantz, who was – so this is a – W, a WBBM Bears Radio Network, somewhat of a reunion. Okay. I will be on, at Soldier Field, so I'll doing get hits? to. I'll be doing hits with those guys, so I'll get to talk to those three guys. That'll be fantastic. And I've been told that we are contacting Ron Gleason as well. Ron Gleason, who retired from, uh, he's coming back. He's coming. Uh, we're going to try to get him on, apparently. So he's retired. He's living in L.A. What the hell else has he got to do? Ron Gleason, who did the the pregame show for decades over on BBM. So he's back, baby. Ron and I have a really interesting relationship, you know, seeing each other in the halls here at Odyssey for yeah. the last 15 years. And I remember after he retired, some months had passed. And then I was just roaming the halls, and, and I saw him, and he was by himself. Nobody was talking to him. And I was like, what the – hell are you doing here and he's like i guess they got to beef up security around this place <laughs> he's like my key card still works and i was like oh dude that's such a long like, oh a my god yeah. uh, all right so that's gonna be fun stuff yeah there. i'm ready Jim for Swans, the, the jay hilgenberg yeah zach zayman got the and the gleason zingers that that's what ron is he's the king of the zingers yeah how you doing grody good to see you oh they didn't fire you yet oh great okay i'll talk to mitch about that have a great day goodbye <laughs> hello sir um, I'm I'm sad that he and I never got to that point. We just had a very cordial, business-like relationship. Yeah. Well, I worked with him and for him. So in oh, okay. my past so radio different. life, yeah, we were, so you guys are real on. friends. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. I love Ron. Yes. Ron no, no. Ron. Ron is. Uh, I mean, it's not like we we hung out a lot, but we had a great relationship, okay. and I loved Ron. He actually, I should tell this story really quickly. He was so back in the day. He he was the first ever program director for the score back in the day. And I remember when I was working downstate um, in the later 90s, and I was like so many people in the sports broadcasting business trying to get onto this new cool radio station called The Score. Uh, so I would call Ron, so and I mean, I'd sent my resume and my tape, and he actually liked the tape. And I think he's pretty honest because, you know, he's a heartbreaker. If he doesn't like what you're doing, he's very honest about it. I've seen it in person before. So he's like, oh, I like, like what you're doing here, sir. And let's, let's keep in touch, and we'll see you down the road. And I remember, and I would, so I'd check in with him about once a month. And then finally, aggressive. I was. I was very aggressive. <laughs> That's aggressive. I was. I was For media, I, if you're taking notes, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, now. I, no, listen to not this, now. though. Oh, not now. <laughs> I got you. So once, so I finally called Ron again, and uh, I said, yeah, just checking in, Ron. Just checking to see if you got anything. As a matter of fact, I do. Can you do updates on Friday? And I'm like, crap, wow, can I do updates on Friday? Back when updates were yeah. a big deal. Of course. And I was freaking out uh, because this is like Monday, and he wanted me there Sunday. And so I'd have to do the paperwork and all of that stuff. So, I, yeah, I did do it, and I was nervous as hell. That's awesome. Uh, but I, I did do it. And as for the... Uh, being extra ambitious and persistent, I actually at one point I was like, I was like, yeah, sorry, man, sorry, I keep on your uh, on your ass about all this stuff. And he's like, no, no, I appreciate the persistency. Yeah. So, or you being persistent. So as long as you kept enjoying or didn't mind hearing, not now, not now. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes, that's the key. Because you feel weird saying not now, but if the person doesn't mind, then you're like, hey, bro, hey, bro, this is real. Not now. You have to be willing to yeah. hear the word no in, in life. If you could hear the word no, then you're gonna while get a yes also, eventually. While also having the ability to say yes. 
at any turn of the corner. The, the, exactly. Exactly. All right, he's Mark Grody, the 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 hard worketh, and I am Gabe Ramirez. Hard worketh. And I am Gabe Ramirez, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Uh, you mentioned that Jay Hilgenberg should be in the Hall of Fame. Ron Gleason most certainly, I feel like, will be in the Hall of Fame eventually Absolutely. of radio. Yeah. Um, and there is a list that just came out of the uh, latest 15 finalists of the modern era uh, players that could potentially make it into the Hall of Fame. And as we know, for his third year in a row, Devin Hester, another finalist. Yeah, I think he should be in. I don't understand what why, if if you're going to have – a part of a football team that is called special teams. If that is going to exist and we are to take that seriously, and we know coaches you know, at least say they take it seriously, then there, there's absolutely zero reason. Like the fact that yeah. Devin Hester has had to, to wait. This is third time on the ballot? Third time on the ballot. Third time on the ballot. I mean, it's a joke. So my, it's, a, it's a big yes to me, and I'm just baffled by it, the fact that he's not even in yet. So right. I'm a big yes. Let's yeah. do a little exercise here because I tried to look at the, the top 15 finalists because – who did we talk to, Sean? Do you remember who we talked to last week? Not Ed Smith. I think it was he. He's a Hall of Fame voter. Ooh, was I don't know if Phil? I was. I don't know if I was here for okay, that. Okay, okay. We talked to a Hall of Fame voter last week. Uh, he covers the Arizona Cardinals, and he mentioned and talked to me that how his he said his girlfriend is a Chicago girl, and when Devin Hester okay. first got on the ballot, he was like, my wife or my girl was like, she, he's definitely getting in, right? And the guy was guy continued again, a Hall of Fame voter here. And he said, you know, Gabe, the, the difficult part is, is, is the fi- getting 15 is tough. He goes, going from 10 or 15 to 10 is even more tough, and going from 10 to 5 is even harder. He's like, and what ends up happening in these conversations in these circles, mind you, there's only 50 people that vote for the Hall of Fame. I did not know that before talking to him. Um, but he said, once it gets down f- f- between 10 to 5, he's like, then you're talking about really, really amazing players that played every down and that's what you're putting up against Devin Hester. So I want you to do this, Groats. Give me the four automatic people from this list that are automatic. Like, not a conversation. These guys are going to be in, in your eyes, without question. Who do you think that is? Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the the list right now. I would say, okay, Um, I'm going to go Jared Allen. Okay, fourth time time on the list. Former Bear. Um, (laughs) For a hot coffee, a cup of coffee. It did not work out. Um. Well, Hester, right? Is that is that included? Well, it was supposed to be p- four people not named okay. Hester. Okay, fair enough. So he can be the fifth. Fair enough. Oh, Julius Peppers. Without, right. Facts. Julius Peppers. Um, God, I'm looking. Reggie Wayne, no. Darren Woodson, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and then I will go. The exercise was how long would it take you to, to hesitate? Well, and it, and it happened kind of early. Which means yeah, that it, right. it looks good for Devin Hester. That's what that's, that was the point of the exercise. Okay, okay. Then we pass the exercise. Can I give my last one though? Please, still, if you don't mind. Um, let's see here. You got a Devin. Du- you got a Julius. Dwight you got Freeney. A Darren. Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney. Yeah. So I'm I'm heavy <laughs> on the defensive end. I got three defensive yeah. ends. So that probably is not plausible. <laughs> so right? interesting. When I first looked at this, for me, yeah, like the automatic ends for me were Andre Johnson. Yeah. I thought like dominant wide receiver for an era. Okay. And he should be in. I thought Julius Peppers. To me, those two were just like, duh. Like we're not. Yeah. And then I thought uh, Antonio Gates. Okay. Just like I, I, when I think of touchdowns in the end zones and great yeah. tight ends, I he, think he did of not Antonio jump. Gates. He did not move me. First year yeah. on the, first year on the list. So those were my three. Then I had to kind of like convince myself that it'd be somebody else, like a Rodney Harrison or Dwight Freeney. But the the point that I was making to myself was, oh, Devin Hester can make a case for himself against. <laughs> Numbers three, four, five. Like you might have two that are automatic, 
Julius Peppers and you know pick whoever else you want. But numbers three, four, and five is going to be tough to just go ahead and lay lay claim to that. It's a great exercise by you. I mean, that is that Patrick Willis. I mean, it seems like good names on there. Yeah, um, Fred Taylor. The running back Reggie Wayne, I couldn't. I, nobody uh, that you're like, yeah. oh, so no, without, like, put him in over Kester. Exactly, without, like, Rodney Harrison, argument. as you mentioned. All right, uh, yeah. uh, we'll get the same answer from Chris Emma. Yeah, he's going to be joining us uh, at five o'clock, filling in for you, Mark Grody. That's right. Who was c- contemplating leaving and then coming back with no glasses on and doing his reporter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Emma joins us next. Where does he have Devin Hester on his list of five that will make the Hall of Fame? Yeah. We'll discuss next. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Devin Hester, you are ridiculous. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.